Miguel Malto Gonzalez coming back to you on Firme Cuentos y Arte Podcast. You know, as I grow closer and closer to Dia de los Muertos, it's still my creativity, of course, like I said, is being recharged, but culturally uh, grounding myself too, kind of coming back to my ancestry, coming back to my family that has passed on and, you know, connecting with them in, in a different way for me this year. As I come back to this, this, this cultural grounding, this centering, I, I think of Dia de los Muertos, how I experienced it, how I remember it in San Antonio. You know, it, it, it's very different than what we experience here. Here in, in Spokane, we have uh, like an annual community event that's currently it's located at the Hennessy Funeral Home. Uh, I want to say out on Pines, out in the valley. So it's located in in another space. I mean, it's not our cultural space. It's borrowed space, which in itself, when it comes to, to how I feel about this this time, it's a little uncomfortable, you know, because we're we're celebrating a ritual that dates back generations, you know, ages and ages back to before we were even in Mexico, man. It was it was before colonization, before European influence. This this goes back to, to truly the roots of, of who we are as a people. It's it's not quite the same ritual, but it's it's similar. You know, it's it's an adaptation of of that original event way that event unfolds. So, as we do this in some other space, for me, it's, it's kind of, it feels a little awkward. It's like coming to somebody else's house and, and having, um, you know, a personal event there, having a, a I don't know, a, a wedding or a birthday, you know, celebrating something special in my own house because I don't have one, but in somebody else's house in that sense. In San Antonio, we have multiple arts or arts and culture spaces throughout the city, and each one of those has their own community ofrenda. So there are at least, again, pre-COVID, <laughs> pre-COVID, when we could meet together and congregate as a, as a good-sized group, you know, there were at least half a dozen, maybe even more, via uh, those one of those events that you could go to and and actually be a part of. So depending upon where you live in the city, there was an ofrienda near you, and you you know just you go to your your whichever one you want, you know, you have the choice of something that's close to your neighborhood, or if you're going to a specific uh, space because that's where you know, the majority of your family is, or you're invited to be a part of it, you're participating in the, 
planning and organizing it or whatever, but you have choices. You can go to, to as many as you'd like. And not just do they have alfandas in these indoor spaces, but due to the weather that we have in San Anzo being considerably warmer than, than Spokane, I mean, like right now we've got snow on the ground. We've had snow on the ground since this past weekend, so it's been it's been a few days. It's been at least five days of snow. Of course, it's melting off because it's starting to warm up again, but but nevertheless, we have snow on the ground. San Antonio does not. It's chilly, but not not much. Not, nothing like compared to what we have here up here in Spokane. No. So, you know, you can go to these indoor alfandas, and then also, they have, and in San Antonio, they have a outdoor Dia de los Muertos parade, and people, they create small alfandas that you can, that'll hand hold, and you, you can, you can walk session and you can share with the community and it's quite festive it's it's not you know a quiet somber moment but it's it's truly a celebration it's a party it's the celebration of our ancestry and the appreciation of everything they endured for us to be where we are it is our thank you and the way we can honor them is by bringing them to the showing the community, this is my, my family, this is my ancestry, these are the people that came before me and created the path that I'm on, and in these parades, I mean, they have a, a pretty pretty big event, actually, it happens in, in an area called La Vida, which is in downtown, it's part of the Riverwalk, which the river in San Antonio, it's its a very different environment than what we have here in Spokane. In Spokane, we have a river that's, that's roaring and flowing. It's very natural in appearance. And this, this river, you, you really can't walk up to it. I mean, you, you can, but but you, you really probably shouldn't <laughs> in most cases. And the best way to see this this river and experience it is from a, a distance. So you're standing up on a, on a, in a little park-like area, a little platform. Um, you're, you're not really that close to it. You're, you're set back a bit. And that's how you can view it from a distance. You can drive over it in these tall, long bridges, and uh, we've got a few of those bridges. There are some that are designed for walking across, and others that are designed for driving across with uh, sidewalks, you know, foot traffic access. In San Antonio, the river that we have there, it's far quieter. The only water movement that you see is from the ripples created by these maybe 20 by 40 feet 
wide river barges. They're flat bottom river barges that have seating around the perimeter, like in a horse shape, and then seating uh, facing away from each other in the uh, in the middle in a single row. Yeah, and so these river barges they they go through the river course, and it's a big loop essentially it's been closed off so this river it, it doesn't look like a natural river it's been developed and there's a sidewalk on each side and it's wide enough for these river barges to pass each other there are walking bridges that go right you know from one side of the river to the other and uh, the barges can, can carry their passengers underneath the bridge there are bridges that are even higher, and those are bridges that cars can drive over, um, you know, of course, and have sidewalk access as well. And it's kind of interesting to say that, that the street, the driving bridges are higher, because that's actually street level. <laughs> so actually, when I, I think about it, the river is recessed down into the ground. Yeah, it's down in, in the ground quite a bit. You have to walk down stairs to get to the river and on that river walk on the sidewalk on each side there are shops and restaurants and galleries and uh, bars and things like that it's it's very developed very touristy in that way but again it's it's a very different river but nevertheless it's both river cities so we also have a barges they, they take out the seats and they build up in that and they have people that are dressed up and you see like you know the mayor is on there uh, chief of police is on there fire chief stuff like that local celebrities from the radio television they're on there uh, we have guests different you know, visiting guests or whatever that are on these river barges and people they they line up on either side of the river to
got snow on the ground right now. <laughs> you know, we have we have our one space, but again, it's always a borrowed space. It's nothing where we can come into and, and truly have our own, not just free reign to, to, to create what we want, but to have that safe space culturally to express and to share and just be our own genuine self. It's like I said, it's kind of hard to when when you're in somebody else's house. I mean, it's just one of those things. That's been one of my reasons and my goals as to why I feel we should have our own arts and culture space here in, in, in Spokane, and that's where I'm, I'm working on that because it's I truly feel it's needed. It's very deserved.
what would my name be? Who would I be? You know, what type of person would I be? Would I be different? And then I also think, you know, would does that also include the, the world? Does that also include the United States of America? Would I have been a, a United States of America citizen? Would I? I don't know. It depends. History would have unfolded far differently. And the culture that I would have been a part of, would they have been colonized by the U.S.? I don't know. Would they have, at that point, fought back? Would Aslan be bigger than what Mexico is today? You know, I think of all these things, and as I get closer to Dia de los Muertos, you know, it, 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 those, those questions, they keep coming back in my mind. What, what if? What would? And I, I just kind of reflect on those, and I think, wow, I mean, this life could be very, very different if, if there were no European influence in what is now called Mexico. So, yeah, those are things I think about. That's what Dia de los Muertos, that's how it, it translates to me, and that's where what I'm getting ready for in my mind and in my heart. That's what I'm doing. You know, and I, like I said, I think of how it is in Sanato, how it, it's, it's very different than what we experience here. But the similarity, corazón, is, it's the heart. It's how we feel when we come together and celebrate this ritual. It's, it's that feeling, that vibe, that, that energy that we, we build together as a community. And, you know, that, that I feel, is, is universal between when I lived in San Anton and where I live now in Spokane. It's, it's how the people come together and out of the community that we built, how we organize and create together something that's a representation of who we are right now and where we all come from and where we are on this, this path here and as I as I grow closer to Dia de los Muertos you know just I'm just reminded that that no matter where I am my culture always goes with me something my grandmother taught me that no matter where you are that's where you're going to be 
day you move forward. Every every moment of the day, every time you do anything, you're building for those future generations. And that's that's one thing that that I do remember my grandmother telling me a long time ago. So it's been really good going through this process, going through this journey. It's been really good for me to share that with all of you. And again, I say thank you for, for joining me. Thank you for the messages I've received. It's been very inspiring. And you now are a part of that journey with me. And that right there, that that solidarity, that, that togetherness, that community that we're building, it's it's giving me the strength to keep going and to keep moving forward because that's what we do in community we support each other and we work towards that that bigger goal for future generations so to all of you you know thank you for joining me and and i'll be back for for more until then i've got some some more work to do to build up to, to this day. So uh, we'll be talking again. Bueno. <laughs>